Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. What we're talking about today is vaccinating yourself against the 48 laws of power. This is a best-selling book written by the best-selling author, Robert Greene. And uh, if you read the book, you need to read the Bible immediately thereafter. Yep. Now, I, I'm not a Robert Greene apologist, but I want to make sure you get the real, raw, objective take. This book has been so helpful to me. It literally has been probably as helpful to me as the Bible. I would say that the Bible and 48 Laws of Power yep. have made a bigger impact on me than almost any other book. And I'll tell you why. Because I previously thought that most people had good intentions. Yeah. And I will put this on the show notes so you can see this, but this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I, 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 for the longest time, didn't understand or know this, but now I do. And so once I learned these moves, I realized, oh my gosh, I see what they're doing. Because I've always been a big heart guy. I've always been the kind of guy who like would really trust people. And so here's an example. The U.S. Chamber and CBS News states... That with their study they did of thousands of employees, 75% of employees steal from the workplace. And most yep. do so repeatedly. Steve, as a business owner, is that shocking to you now? It's not now because I've had it happen a lot. Was it shocking to you initially? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I think it's <clears throat> like a feeling that you have. You know, oh, you're like, what a feeling. Yeah. You're like, man, they're dancing on the sea. They're screwing me. But you know, but then when when someone validates it by saying they've done a study and they know that seventy five percent of all employees or eighty five percent of whatever it is people steal from the workplace and they do it repeatedly, then you're like, yeah. Inc. I Magazine, know. I remember Inc. Magazine. Uh, they they do studies every year on this. But if you just Google search, eighty five percent of job applicants lie on their resumes. Or if you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you click on today's uh, podcast, you can you can click on today's show notes. This is part one of six of vaccinating yourself against the 48 laws of power. You'll see that 85% of employees are lying on the resume. And so now I look at the world as guilty until proven innocent, Yep. as uh, doubtful, as in you're probably a scammer, as in, oh, I've been screwed there before. Steve, yeah. I've been, and as a business owner, you get screwed a lot. Yeah. So this next move. Not the ways you want to. This is the next move. Yeah, not in the context of marriage. This right. is not a uh, consummating a new marriage of a of a virgin bride and a virgin husband. Yeah. This is not a not celebration like, of marriage. Honey, can you screw me like all my uh, employees have? Not a positive <laughs> thing, right? So this is a negative thing. So this is this is law number seven: get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Mm. Now I see this a lot, and Steve, caution for you. Whenever a company brings in a new partner that has been brought in for reasons unrelated to their performance, it's usually because they're related yeah, uh, or because they're, 
I have an overinflated uh, resume, a relationship. They are having a relationship horizontally with the founder, with the partner, with the manager, with the whatever. They usually are coming to destroy you. Live action. And so what they do is they begin to ask you to do a lot of work. And then they say, could you send that to me? Yeah. And you say, what? And they say, no, whenever you complete something, just send it to me, you know, and then I'll report back to the boss. Yeah. I want to make sure that I, that I scrub it for you. I want to make sure I check yeah, it. Yeah. And like, just make sure it's good and I'll improve it before I get it up, you know, and probably add my thoughts to it. And typically what they'll do is then they will take credit for whatever you do right. And then whenever you do something wrong, they're quick, they're quick to point it out to the boss. Yeah. So the boss only hears negative things about you and never hears a positive thing about right. you. Yep. Have, Steve, have you ever seen this done against you beyond just a theoretical example? Have you ever seen this where somebody intentionally tried to take credit for the work that you did all the time? Yes. Um, and it just is, you know, some like you said, Clay, people having good intentions. Right. Um, I think it, I read, uh, when we were talking about powerful people, right. Um, I, one of the things that I read said that, uh, for powerful people, there's often people competing with them, even though they're not competing with those people. And so I think what you'll find a lot, if you are a powerful person and you're somebody who gets things done, you will often have people that are competing with you that you don't realize they're competing with you. Right. And so probably under the radar a lot of times when you don't even notice you have people that are taking credit for things that you've done as an example uh the proverbs 10 4 states lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth if you're jotting that down again proverbs mm-hmm. 10 4 says lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth that's right uh andrew carnegie piles on to say as i grow older i pay less attention to what men say I just watch what they do. Andrew Carnegie, the world's wealthiest man who started working at the age of 13 to support his family, says, as I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say. I just watch what they do. New translation. You should just watch what people do and not what they say. So here's the deal. There's a young man who shows up in my office. He's from Dallas, Texas. His name is Thomas. Thomas, if you're listening to the podcast today, this one's for you, buddy. Thomas says, uh, "Hey man, I just want to know when you're going to when you're going to square up with me on on my pay cuz I'm showing right now you guys owe me like a couple thousand dollars." To which I said, cuz I remember I don't know who this is. He just shows like, up in our building. Yeah. This man literally came to Tulsa, Oklahoma from Dallas, Texas. I've never heard his name mentioned and I don't know who he is. But he says I owe him thousands of dollars. So I said, "Thomas, can I ask you um who you are?" He says, "I'm Thomas Crossan." And I'm a, a videographer, photographer, uh, drone pilot for one of your companies, sir. And I said, what? I have a, oh, Seriously, I have a company I didn't tr- even know I had. Right. And so I said, okay. Uh, long story short, I find out that people are in Dallas, Texas right now using my name, Clay Clark, as we speak. Right now, as I'm recording the show, Yeah. there are people in Dallas saying they're my partners. Yep. And like, that, Oh, yeah, we work with Clay. We work with him. He's 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 great. And so if you just Google him, he's our partner. And so they they recruited this poor young man to work for them as of almost two years ago. And they said, Clay, I'll, I'll talk to Clay. He'll pay you, whatever. So long story short, when I discovered the scam, 
What was going on? I paid Thomas the money that was promised to him, not by me, but by the other people. Yep. And then what I did is I told Thomas, hey, why don't we team up together and build a company? You're a very diligent guy. You appear to be doing your job. I'll coach you. I'll show you the force. I'll show you how the business works. I'll mentor you. Now, Thomas, to his credit, was a very good photographer, very good drone pilot, very good videographer, and he knew what he was doing. And so we decided to business coach him for a scholarship level. I mean, we coached him at the lowest level we possibly can. And now Thomas Crossan in full package media today, as a result of that relationship, that was kind of uh, had a dysfunctional start. He's now going to probably do this month. I mean, this month for sure, he will do, Steve, over $70,000 of sales. Yes. And so again, but people were out there using my name and my reputation to try to start a company. And Steve, you've seen this happen all of the time, and I've seen it happen all the time. And so I just want to encourage you, whether you like the law or not, the law states, get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. I don't think you should do that move. I think it's unethical, but people are going to do that. They're going to do it to you. And we come back, we're going to talk about the eighth law of power. Stay tuned. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're breaking down we're, uh, the, the 48 Laws of Power by a best-selling author by the name of Robert Green. Again, that's Robert Green. And uh, on the show notes, I'll put a link where you can buy the book if you want. And this book has made the most profound impact on my life outside of the Bible of perhaps any book out there since... I built my first multi-million dollar company. It didn't matter a lot to me. Like the laws in this book didn't mean anything to me at all when I had a small business. I was just starting it. But once you come into any kind of wealth or any kind of success at all, people try to screw you all of the time. And so Robert Greene wrote a book called The 48 Laws of Power where he breaks down the 48 laws that people will use and abuse to take advantage of you. People, see, there's a lot of people out there that want to get rich or die trying. They have no ethics. They don't care. It's a means to an end. Whatever they have to do to become successful, they're going to do it. And law seven we just talked about was getting others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. And you put something on the show notes that we didn't cover about uh, like photos with celebrities okay, and how that applies to Law 7. Can, you Can explain I tell that? you the dirtiest? The, I, it's a story I almost feel dirty sharing on the air, but it's awesome. So I got asked to speak at an event in Las Vegas, Nevada, probably, well, I don't know, eight years ago, whatever. I get there to speak and the guy says to me, this is what he says, he says, here's the deal. Um, when you get up to speak today, I really want you to just talk, teach time management, all the stuff you normally teach. But it's really important that you, um, you know, mention uh, my success and how you're honored to speak for me, speak with me. I need you to speak positively about my success and how we have a relationship together because, you know, you're credible. I'm bringing you in here to speak. And, you know, so I start to think, and Steve, it seemed weird. You know, because it didn't yeah. happen. Like, I don't know who he is other than he paid me. I probably should 
look him up. I'm in my hotel room. I think I was staying at the Trump Hotel in Vegas at the time. Yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. So I Google searched the guy's name, and I'm like, see scam alert, fraud alert, uh, you know, a lot of alerts. Yeah. So I, you know, the next day we get there to set up, prepare to speak, and he says, hey, man, it's really important. Did you, are you ready to go? Are you ready to speak? And I said, I, I, I just, I don't, I can't do that. I can speak about time management, which I'm going to do because, you know, you hired me to do that. I'm prepared for that. But I can't speak about our relationship, which we don't have, you know. And he says, here's the deal. I have photos of me and a lot of celebrities, you know, like, yeah. and, and when I put those on the screen. It's usually a picture of me kind of, Steve, you know, given the side hug. Yeah. Where it's like a celebrity. Now, I won't mention the guy's name on the air because I don't want to get involved in a lawsuit. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that, but I, I want to show it to you, Steve, on the screen so you can see this because it's, it's so good. So you can see how posed it is. You know, there he is, you know, hanging out with uh, an NBA Hall of Fame player. You see how he's like always posing yeah. with the person, you know? Yeah. And you see him here, you know, there he is like playing basketball with the guy, you know? You see him posing with all these celebrities and, and it's just kind of his move, you know? And he has all different people, like, you know, uh, characters from famous sitcoms. Um, it's it's like amazing how his whole move is to appear in photos with people that are, are famous. You see that move right there? Oh, yeah. And, and the whole idea, and like, and he'll let you, you, he'll actually say at his conference, hey, if you're willing to pay Today, I have one of my dear friends, and it just happens to be one of my dear friends is in the conference today. Yeah, he's normally not here, he's normally filming his sitcom, but he's here today. And if you're willing to pay, you know, $500, the first 50 people that do that, he'll be happy to endorse your book at the beginning and say, I really love this book. Now, yeah. <laughs> now the problem with that move is there's there's a lot of problems here. But right. do you do you have a problem with somebody who endorses a book that you've never you know they've never read before? Does that does that seem shady to you? Right. Yeah. Does that not? I mean, do you, do you not think that seems? Yeah, it's very shady. Why? Well, because they're like it tells you that their endorsement of something means nothing. If they're willing to just endorse it without reading it, then it's there's no value to it and they're just they're cheapening themselves and cheapening you if you're not going to read my book don't endorse it and if you're not going to don't endorse my book if you don't read it so there's a lot of people if you pull up the, the their books and you look at them they have these endorsements that are from people that actually have never used the product or service or whatever and you see so you get these this this guy says hey for five hundred dollars you know uh i can get this celebrity to endorse your book today which improves sales yeah Long story short, I'm saying to you that I know a lot of people that do that move. Yeah. And their move is to attend conferences all around the world and to get photos with famous people, to put it on their website so that it appears as though the celebrity endorses them. Endorses them. Yeah. Thus, they are getting others to do the work for them, getting the NBA Hall of Fame player to do the work. Yeah. But yet they can take the credit, like almost like we're buddies now. Yeah. Have you seen this move used out of that context, Steve? Um, I don't know if I, I mean, I I have now because you show me and I know who this guy is. I see this elephant in the room so, all the time. Yeah. Uh, we have a good team right now, but I've seen in the past where like somebody who didn't clean the store will take a picture of the cleaned store. 
and make sure that they text me a photo after everyone else left, which means that they didn't even clean the store. And they came back after hours and took a photo of the clean shop right. and then sent it to me to make it look as though they're the one who stayed late. Right. Yeah. I see this all the time. So be aware of it, Thrive Nation, and vaccinate yourself. Do not be susceptible. Do not fall for that move. Now, law number eight, make other people come to you. Use bait if necessary. I highly recommend you do not use that move. But I want to explain to you what happens. Steve, if you're like Johnny on the spot and you're in sales and you're always available, I mean, you sincerely are available. Yeah. And you want to be very responsive. Yep. People start to refer to it as sales breath. They start to say it's sales breath. Yeah. They start to say it's almost like because you're so responsive, people think that you're out for the commission. Yeah. And I see this all the time where like if you are a very um, familiar boss, if you make yourself super available to your team. Right, and accessible. Yep. People, what happens is if you make yourself super accessible to your team, over time, people begin to not like you as much. Yeah, they be, they get too familiar. Uh, my business coach before Clay Clark, who's now my business coach, Dr. Green, we've talked about a lot, Steve Green. Yeah. Um, he always taught that, and he actually taught it in church and in business, is that you can't get too familiar because, like in his case, he was a great friend of mine, just like as you are. But I also have to watch that to not get too familiar with Clay because there comes a point when you won't be able to coach me because we're too familiar. And it's the same thing with employees. So here is the notable quotable from Mark Twain, the best-selling author of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. He says, familiarity, familiarity. Breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt. How accurate that is. The reason we hold truth in such respect is because we have so little opportunity to get familiar with it. Jesus Christ says, this is from Matthew, this is from Mark 6 4. Mark 6 4 from the Bible. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives. And his own home. Yep. Again, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. Which is why people come from Guam and the UK and all, like all over the country to come to Thrive Conferences. Right. But there's people in Tulsa that won't drive across the river to come to a conference. That people they can fly clearly... in from England? Yeah. Australia? Yeah. All over the world they fly but they in. Think, oh, Clay Clark, isn't he the guy that ran for mayor and like he has that DJ connection thing? And because I'm familiar. Yeah, because they're familiar with you. So what I'm going to tell you this is how do you get this law working for you? Is this law ethical or not? It's actually in the Bible, so therefore I think it's ethical. Yeah. I would recommend you limit your access to the people on your team. If you're an owner, you limit the access to the people on your team. You give them limited access to you because if they have unlimited access to you, pretty soon they'll waste your time. Yep. They will begin to disrespect you. Yep. And that is how the cookie crumbles. That's how it goes. So again, make others come to you. Use bait if necessary. Uh, On tomorrow's show, we're going to be breaking down the next eight laws of power. And in the next six six shows, we're going to be breaking down all 48 laws of power. My name is Clay Clark. I am a business coach. 
page. If you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can get all the tools you need to become successful as an entrepreneur. We have the world's best business workshops. You can read the reviews to see more about that there, to find more about that. We also have in-person one-on-one business coaching. We have hundreds of business podcasts, and we have a video library with literally literally thousands of video libraries taught from mentors, world-class mentors from throughout the world. My name's Clay Clark. I'm a business coach, and as always, I want to end the show with a three and a two and a one. Here we go. Three, three two, two, one. Boom!